Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. So we're going to get into the word today, and we're going to start in Jeremiah chapter 1. We're going to talk a little bit about who you are today. And uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, 4 says, The Lord spoke his word to me, saying, Before I, what? Made you in your mother's womb, I, what? Chose you. Before, before you were born, I set you apart for a special work. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Then I said, But Lord, Lord God, I don't know how to speak. I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, don't say I am only a boy. You must go everywhere I send you and you must say everything I tell you to say. Verse eight, don't be afraid of anyone because I am with you to protect you, says the Lord. Verse nine, then the Lord reached. You guys are better than the first service already. Let me just they almost killed me the first. OK, then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth. He said to me, see, I'm putting my words In your mouth, verse 10, today I've put you in charge of nations and kingdoms. You will pull up and tear down, destroy and overthrow, build up and plan. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Let it be a reality in our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You, I love this crowd already. I'm telling you, the first service, I just want to pack it up and go home because they were... They were putting me to sleep. Okay, let's go. All right, so the, the, the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, God tells Jeremiah, today I, am, I, am appoint, uh, today I appoint you over the nations. Do you know that God wants to put you over something? That God's plan for your life is not to take you under, but it's to put you over. The enemy wants to take you down, but the, but God wants to take you up. The, the enemy wants to take you out, but the Lord wants to take you in. And Jeremiah has this word from God that God wants to place him over the nations. He's 17 years old and he's about to get the biggest promotion of his life. He's about to go to the next level. He's about to go to places that he's never been before with God but before God can send him to the nations he has to show him who he was there's a principle here there's some places you can't go that you can't get to without a greater revelation of yourself I really believe that that many of you are really on the brink of a new journey in your life that you are about to embark on a, on a new season. That there's new opportunities that are coming your way. That God wants to raise you up into places on the earth that you've never been before. That God wants to send you into the world to be a world changer. But unless you know who you are, then you will never see God do those things in your life. Do you realize that before God could send... Um, Gideon, to defeat the Midianites, God first had to tell him who he was. Before Moses stood in front of Pharaoh, God had to tell him who he was. Before Jesus started his ministry and he began to change lives, 
God the Father had to tell him who he was. He says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And after that point, Jesus begins his public ministry once God the Father affirmed who he was. You are not ready for everything that God has for your life until you know who you are. I like you guys, man. I like you guys. The Bible says that God takes us from glory to what? To glory. God takes us from, from level to level. But you, you and I know that, that as we grow in glory, we also grow in problems as well. But, because you can't just grow in glory and not grow in opposition. If you grow in glory, you're going to grow with some issues in your life. And the Bible talks about how Jesus grew in favor with who? With God Come on, you read your Bible. And man, okay, there we go. Front row, got it. You know, you guys get a prize. Okay. No. But Jesus grew in favor with God and man, but he also grew in what? In some haters in his life. You cannot expect to grow in favor. You can't expect to grow in, in glory or get to the next level without some sort of opposition in your life. And if you can't handle the haters on this level, you surely can't handle the haters on the next one. Some of you want a promotion at work, but you're just not ready for it yet. Some of you want to, to start something big for God. The truth is you're just not ready for it yet. Because if you are getting upset about the people who don't support you on this level, the people who don't endorse you, or the people who don't love you or like you where you're at, then you're not ready to go to the next level in your life. There's some places that we just can't go. Until we know who we are. And we want to grow in favor. But the, the reality is. Can you handle. Can who you are. Handle what God wants to do in your life next. Can, can you handle the next level. And see we, we want to get to the next level. But we just don't want to work on ourselves. So we can handle the opposition at the next level. Identity and destiny are inseparable. You, you cannot know where you are going. Until you know where you, who you are. Let me say that again. You cannot know where you are going. Until you know who you are. Because identity releases destiny. And someone who doesn't know who they, where they are going in life, chances are they just don't know who they are to begin with. Because you cannot end up where you're supposed to be in life and in the plans and the purposes of God until you know who you are. That's why we have to work on our identity because your identity will either limit your potential or it will release it. Now this is why Jeremiah, that God has to, to deal with Jeremiah's life. Because how we see ourselves is how we live. Do you, do you realize that? Have you ever seen somebody that just has this amazing potential? You realize it. You see the talent. You see the ability. You see the anointing on their life. But because they don't see it, they're not able to rise to their level of potential. 
You ever see that? And it drives you nuts. Sometimes it's with your own kids. Sometimes it's with people that you love in your family or it's people at church. You, you, could, you look at them and you just want to shake them and wake them up because they have so much potential to do great things in life. But because they don't see it, they're not able to rise to that potential. But have you ever noticed it's easier to see potential in somebody else than it is to see it in yourself? I mean, we do a great job of encouraging other people sometimes, right? Quote scriptures and this and that, and you can do it, you can make it. But you don't believe that the thing that you're speaking over your own life. But you can see it in somebody else. Why? It has everything to do with identity and how you see yourself. But here's the thing. Your identity is already settled with God. It's already settled. See, if you're trying to find it, you have to understand it's already settled. Look at what, what God tells Jeremiah in, chapter, in verse 4. Before I, what, made you in your mother's womb. Say made. I chose you. So Jeremiah was made and he was chosen before you were born. I set you apart for a special work. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So God tells him that he's made, he's chosen, he is set apart for a special work, and he is appointed. But that's the same promise that's on your life. You are made, you are chosen, you are set apart, and you are appointed. Your identity has already been set. Do you realize that you, have, you, you didn't begin here When you were born. You know that, right? When when you showed up and you were you were crying your little head off, you know, you came out of your mama, you 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 didn't begin at that moment in time. Your life did not begin. Your your life here on earth did, but your beginning and your origin was from God. Because you are were a dream. And a vision in God's heart. Even before you got here. You were, your identity was already set before you actually took your first breath here on this earth. You didn't actually end up here. God wasn't surprised when you showed up. He didn't look at you and like, uh-oh, I didn't see this coming. I, man, what, am, what are we going to do now, you know, Holy Spirit? <laughs> caught me off guard. Now, your parent, your dad was probably caught off guard. I was caught off guard twice, you know. <laughs> Told my wife, what happened here? You know. <laughs> but your parents may have contributed to your arrival but your origin is from God so your identity was already set and you didn't just show up here and God's like all right what am I going to do with them now 
see, let's, I don't know. I think they would be cool over here. What do, you, what do you think, Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's right. You know, didn't take a survey in heaven trying to figure out who you were going to be or what you should do. Like, where are we going to put this guy? I mean, look at him, you know. This. God had already settled who you were going to be because he thought of a purpose and then he thought of you. He saw something that needed to be done on the earth and then you came to mind. And you began to be, you were a dream in God's heart. Do you know that, that Ephesians 1.4 says that even before he made the what? The world. God loved us and chose us as Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So your identity wasn't just set before you got here. Your identity was settled before the world got here. You are so awesome because even before this whole world was created, before the oceans and the mountains and the beautiful trees and all the things that God created, before Adam and Eve were walking on this earth, God had already chosen you and your identity was already chosen and loved. You're the man. Or the woman. God thought of you before all of this stuff. And already settled your your identity. We live in a generation that is in an identity crisis. That's why social networking is so popular. The need for connection. The need for for somebody to define you. We live in the, the selfie generation where it's all about likes. It's all about approval from, from people. And you need to understand that life is, is, is bigger, life is, is bigger than likes. Life is, is greater than somebody approving you or approving your post or liking what you do or liking what you say or liking your little selfie that you like to put on online. God, God's purpose in your life and his identity is so much bigger than what people have to say about you. And the minute we began to, to, to take on other people's perspective, when we began to, to look at at ourselves through the perspective of people, then we forfeit God's image in our life because we choose their image over his. Your identity has been set. And this world can't define you because they didn't design you. This, the, the culture can't define you. Your, your coworkers can't define you. The people in your community cannot define you. Nobody else can define your life but the one that created you and the one that made you before the foundations of the world and said they're going to be chosen, they're going to be accepted, they're going to be set apart, they're going to be mine because I love them and they're going to be called for a purpose. (laughs) Jeremiah God, God tells Jeremiah who he was. And Jeremiah tells God who he's not. God says, you're a prophet to the nations. And he says, no, I'm, I'm a boy. 
who can't speak. Everyone has gaps between who God says they are and what they say they are. You ever realize that? Now, I know we got some saved folks here and you know a lot of stuff. And you, you know that you're going to heaven and all that stuff. Well, I'm a daughter of God. I'm a son of God, this and that, and child of God. We, we know you know that. You know, hope you do. But sometimes we don't always know that. Because there's some times that we, we go to places and we have an inferior attitude. Or we feel less than. I remember Pastor Dan called me up uh, last year to go and do the, the chapel for the, the San Diego Chargers. And he was out of town. He couldn't make it, so he called me. And you know what? I didn't want to do it. I'm just being honest. I had to preach the next day here, and he calls me. And he says, I need you to do this chapel, man. He calls me Saturday night. I said, when do you need me to do that? You know, and he goes, tomorrow. He's like, you know what, man? I don't even watch football no more, you know, just... I start trying to get out of it, you know. I don't even watch football, man. I'm not going to appreciate that as much as somebody else. So why don't you call this person? Why don't you call this, this guy and, you know, one of your pastor buddies? They would love it, man. It would be a blessing to them. They would just, they would just love you for that. And I'm just thinking, man, you know, I need to get out of this because I, I just felt afraid. I mean, I was, I'm telling you, I was terrified, you know. I never spoke to, to professional athletes before. So he goes, no, I want you to do it. It's like, Pastor Dan, you don't understand, man. Somebody would love you for this. You got to just give this opportunity away to somebody else. And he goes, you're scared, huh? I I said, yes, I am. (laughs) And I could tell you, man, I I could tell you... quote scriptures, I can do all things through Christ, you can, we, we can say we're more than conquerors, but I wasn't feeling like a conqueror at that moment. I wasn't feeling like, like I, was, I was up to the task. And even though we, we say we know who we are, there are times in our life, there's a, there's a gap between what God says we are and what, we're, what we say we are. And it blocks us because, you know, I took the opportunity. Some guys got saved, players crying. It, it went well, okay? Just to let you, it went well. I just got over it. I just listened to T.D. Jakes all the way there to fire me up, you know? <laughs> That's what I did, you know? But if Pastor Dan, and God, Pastor Dan is, is a man of, of wisdom. He knows when you're scared. And, and the thing about Pastor Dan, he knows you're scared. He's not going to go like, come here, mijo, it's all right, you know. This, maybe another time, you know, I'll get somebody out. He, he, he's going to push you out there even more. He's like, go do it, man. But here I was. I know, I know scriptures. I know all this stuff. But th- this other level in my life could have could have uh, been, I, 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 it was a possibility if he, if he said, all right, I'll get somebody else. I wouldn't have risen to that level or that platform, and I would have missed out on an opportunity. Now, how many opportunities are you missing out on because there's gaps between what God says you are and you say you are? Because we, we, have, we are going through life with a lot of missed opportunities because we're not running to become everything we can before God, or we're not running at the vision because we're still caught saying, 
I'm just this, God. And when God is saying, no, I made you to be over nations. So Jeremiah is dealing with this identity crisis in his life. There's two perspectives here. God spoke from the perspective of heaven. Jeremiah spoke from the perspective of earth. Your identity reveals your perspective. And how you see yourself is the proof of your perspective. You cannot say that you are looking at your life from heaven's perspective when you are always talking bad about yourself. You know, some believers talk so bad to themselves, the devil don't even need to do it for you because you, you do a good job at doing it yourself. Amen? But your perspective, the, 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 the way that you see yourselves reveals if you're living life from heaven's perspective or the perspective of this earth. And when you don't view yourself from heaven's perspective, you end up with an identity crisis in your life. Jeremiah just says, verse 7, but the Lord said to me, this is what God says to Jeremiah, I'm sorry. He says, don't say I'm only a boy. So God doesn't agree with his perspective. Aren't you glad that God doesn't agree with yours? Sometimes we could say some mean stuff to ourselves, right? How many of you ever said something mean to yourself? Come on, don't be honest. You don't be all holier than thou here, you know, just be honest. Some of us say worse things to ourselves than others, but you, you ever do something dumb and say, man, I'm such an idiot. You ever do that? Am I the only one that's done that? You know, I got a speeding ticket the other month, and I was like, after I was such an idiot, you know. Or I'm so stupid, you know, or, or whatever, whatever crazy things you, you say to yourself. But, but the reality is, is that Aren't you glad that God doesn't agree with, with what you say? What if you heard an audible voice from heaven that said, yeah, you're right, man. You, you are stupid. <laughs> what, if, what if you said, I'm such a loser, and, and, and the Lord said, yeah, you just found that out. I've known that forever. <laughs> Knowing this, you just found that out. Everybody else knows it. I mean, wouldn't that suck? I mean, come on. And God wouldn't agree with with Jeremiah's perspective because there was a prophet in him. And as long as Jeremiah believed that he was just a boy who couldn't speak, he couldn't be a prophet over nations. Now, what are you not able to be over in this life because of what you're saying about yourself? But you need to understand, you cannot fulfill heaven's assignment with an earthly perspective. So God will have to change your perspective. God will have to change your point of view. And he will get you to agree with him about who you are so he can take you to the next level. Don't worry, I'm wrapping it up. Don't worry, you're all right. Some of you are limiting your potential because you won't agree with God. You are, you are limiting your life because you won't agree with God over yourself. Your, your real identity is dependent on your agreement with God. And you would find out if you would just agree with God 
over your life, you would find that a lot of the issues that you deal with would just go away. You realize that if you would learn to agree with what God is saying over your life, a lot of those insecurities would go away. That fear of man, that need for approval, that need for your, your, your likes on social networking, that need for, for, for somebody to love you, to like you, to speak into your life. You would find out if you understood who, who you were, you wouldn't deal with those kind of issues. As long as Jeremiah didn't see the prophet in him, he couldn't be the prophet. If you don't see it, you can't be it. If you, if you don't see it in your life, you, you won't be it. You, you have to start seeing it. And that's why God disagrees with him. That's why God says, don't say that. Because you have to get to a point where you start agreeing with his point of view. So who are we? Let, let me just wrap this up here. I'm trying to make this short. I'm going to tell you who you are. We, we can't tell you everything that you are because we don't have time for that. But I figure I'll just get one verse and we'll just wrap everything up and then we'll start praying for people. All right. So Colossians 2.10. It says in in who? In him, you have been what? Made complete. Let me get some help back here. We're, we're going to wrap this up. Let's one more time. In him, you have been what? Made complete. The, the verse is speaking in, in past tense. It's not saying that he is making you complete. You see that? It's a revolutionary scripture. It doesn't say that he's trying really hard to make you complete. Or that when you get to heaven, you'll be made complete. It says that in in him, who's in him? Are you in him? What what about the are you in him? Are you in Christ? Right? You're you're in Christ, right? Five people now. What about, are you in Christ? If you are in him, you are what? Complete. You are not being made complete. You are complete. You cannot be more complete in Christ than you are right now. You, because the word complete here means to, to be complete to the point where you lack nothing. It means fully furnished, nothing lacking, fully supplied, filled to the point there, where there was no room for, for no more. You are either complete or you're not. But you can't be both. And we have believers walking around thinking that they're incomplete. Thinking that they don't have enough, that they aren't enough, that they can't live the dream that God has put in their life because they don't have what it takes. That that prophetic word over their life is a long shot because they don't have enough to get there. You are already complete. You are already fully furnished. You are already totally complete but you just have to deal with the same struggle that Jeremiah did when God says you're a prophet over the nations and he says no I'm just a boy 
Because the word of God is saying you are complete today. And some of you are like, well, you know what? You don't understand. I don't feel complete. I feel broken. I feel hurt. I feel dysfunctional. I feel messed up. How can my life be complete when it's like this? It's not complete because that's what you're focused on. All the incomplete areas of your life instead of looking at Jesus. Who you are incomplete. You are complete in. If you have him, you have everything. I said, if you have him, you have everything. If you have him, you are not lacking anything. If you have him, you are so complete. Your identity is complete. You're not just made and chosen and set apart and appointed. You are completed in him. You're not lacking. We don't need to grow in more completeness. We just need to grow in revelation. Jeremiah didn't feel like a prophet, but at the end of the day, he still needed to agree that he was one. You may not feel complete right now, but you have a choice today if you're in Christ. It's either you're going to believe that you're complete And if you're complete, don't you ever feel inferior to anybody again? Don't you ever turn down an opportunity because you don't feel like you're good enough? Don't walk around this life looking for people's approval, for other people's opinion to build your life because you are already completed in Christ. You don't need other people's perspective in your life to tell you who you are or to define you because you are totally furnished. You are totally complete in Him. Just stand with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.